Hi, everybody. I just wanted to pop on before the podcast to talk about David Prowse. As I was editing this episode, the news broke that David Prowse had passed away. He was 85 years old, and I thought we'd just take a few minutes to talk about what he meant to us. I only have one David Prowse story. He was here in Winnipeg in 2007 for our local Comic-Con. He actually came to Winnipeg quite a few times and uh, connected with a lot of fans here. Um, but, you know, I was too shy at the time. This is before. This is like one of my first cons I ever went to. I was too shy to uh, to go up to him and talk to him. I also didn't have any money to pay for the autograph fee that they were charging. Um, so I didn't. I just looked at him from afar and said, hey, that's David Prose. Very, very cool. He is Darth Vader. But as it happened, uh, we did run into each other at the con in the washroom. I was at the uh, urinal uh, doing my business. And uh, this very, very tall, tall man uh, using a cane uh, walks up beside me and uses the urinal, urinal next to me. And it turns out that was uh, David Prowse. So, hey, I peed next to David Prowse. And uh, that's my, <laughs> that's it. That's the only story I have. Kenton, do you have a David Prowse story? Dave Prowse uh, was one of maybe the first actors that I ever saw uh, sort of wearing the costume with the mask off. And I think it was in the Star Wars, uh, the top Star Wars cards where we first saw him, that there was a human being underneath um, that that armor and that mask. And uh, that was the face that we saw that went with that armor. And I don't think as a kid I knew there was a distinction between the person in the costume and the person who supplied the voice. Um, And I don't remember sort of figuring that out. I think maybe my father told me that that was the voice of James Earl Jones and that's how I pieced it together. Um, But to a whole generation of kids, Dave Prowse is Darth Vader and that's how he signed his autograph, is Darth Vader. His Twitter account, at is Darth Vader. And um, I had the pleasure of meeting Dave Prowse once when he came to Winnipeg. He did uh, a one-man show. I think it was part of Comic-Con. I might have that wrong, or another similar, um, similar style gathering, and uh, uh, it was at the Victoria Inn, which is Winnipeg's uh, airport hotel. And uh, he did two things during the day. He did a Q and A, and in the evening he did his one man show. And I went to both of those things, uh, and his one man show was uh, pretty delightful because he walked the whole audience through, and it was a, sort of like a hotel ballroom, so it was kind of an intimate gathering. And he walked the, the crowd through his whole career. Of course, the crowd is dying to, to hear about Star Wars. And he did. And of course, he talked about it. But he also talked about um, his role in A Clockwork Orange. Um, he, he ended his, uh, his, his uh, one-man show with a song. He sang a little song for the crowd, which was... I still, I still remember that just as being... Uh, uh, a very uh, an unexpected thing that was just very sweet and uh and uh a, a very sort of emotionally honest way let's say to to end his one man show it was very nice um in the one man show he talks about uh he of course talked about Darth Vader as i said but uh he maintained throughout his career that his uh the role he was most proud of was he was the green cross code man in the UK uh, and that was part of a British road safety campaign. And uh, he got an MBE, a member of the most excellent order of the British Empire in 2000 for playing that role. And in which uh, I believe his role, and I remember he showed the commercial spots at in his one-man show. And his role was teaching kids about 
uh, road safety and watching out when they're crossing the road and that kind of kind of stuff. How street signals work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and today, actually, there's a a great British band called the Sleaford Mods, and they tweeted today. I met David Prowse when he came to our school as the Green Cross code man. My mate Graham showed him around the school. We couldn't believe it. Fucking Darth Vader. Afterwards, he shook my hand at the school gates whilst looking thoroughly bored, his driver ushering him away. R.I.P. So that's, uh, there. there's, and I think a whole generation, and, and uh, uh, I think it was part of his, his uh, contract was that he would visit schools. And so I think a whole generation of British kids uh, saw that campaign and uh, met David Prowse at their school. So, um, so that was a, uh, it was very cool to see his one man show. He's a very, he was a very soft spoken man, uh, a very unassuming man. Uh, earlier in the day, he, he um, had the Q&A and I remember one great moment from the Q&A where a little kid, a uh, little kid dressed up as Darth Vader was sort of like the cheap Halloween costume Darth Vader sitting in the front row and he goes uh and he goes, he puts his hand up and he says uh, what what was it like to be the boss of the stormtroopers how did it feel and dave prowse just kind of like thought for a second he went pretty good <laughs> so very soft spoken man and uh but willing to answer any question that anybody had uh and as i say for a whole generation of people about my age people who are now in their 50s Maybe one of the first characters they saw out of the costume, along with Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker, R2-D2, or C-3PO and R2-D2, um, uh, was, was David Prowse's face um, sticking out of the Darth Vader costume in those Topps Star Wars cards. So uh, when he came to town, I was super pumped to meet him. He, he also autographed uh, my Star Wars figure with uh, his trademark, Dave Prowse is Darth Vader. Um, the 2004 silver edition of uh, the Star Wars figure he signed. And I've shared that on Twitter at Kenton Larson, K-E-N-T-O-N-L-A-R-S-E-N. Same on Twitter under uh, Star Wars Winnipeg. I saved it there if you're interested in having a look. Um, but it's, uh, it's a big loss uh, for Star Wars. And along with um, Kenny Baker, Peter Mayhew, and Carrie Fisher, of course, um, sort of one of the biggies, one of the biggies. So uh, there's an outpouring of people reminiscing about him online today. And again, I think that is because David Prowse went to every convention in every city. Um, I don't know if he came to Winnipeg more than once. He may have. He may have come here more than once. But I know in, in any city that had your, your basic sci-fi convention, Dave Prowse was a, was a regular attendee. So... A big loss for Star Wars today, and um, uh, just a you know a, a big loss from uh, in terms of the main actors from the original trilogy. So we're gonna miss Dave Prowse, uh, and we wish uh, his family all the best and peace during this time. And um, Darth, and uh, let's end by saying Dave Prowse is Darth Vader.
fossil. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And full disclosure, this, are, this is our second attempt to record this episode <laughs> after I had technical issues yesterday. Um, it was going to be our latest ever recorded episode of the Star Wars Nerds. We were going to record it at 6 o'clock in the evening because you were busy fighting City Hall all day. Uh, but then we couldn't do it, so then we, we canceled. Now this may be our very first weekend uh, recorded episode, although I think we've done it on the weekend before, have we? I believe we have. Yeah, at some point we did. And actually, when when we did our... We did a Gears of War. Yes. Uh, we did a Gears of War, and that had to have been, a, I think it was either an evening or a weekend. No, actually, that was over the Christmas break. I remember that being oh. over the Christmas break. We were off because we were. it was It was during the, it might have been in the evening. I don't remember if, what time of day it was, but it was definitely during that one week that we have off uh, between Christmas and New Year's. So, I think of it as being in the evening, but uh, <laughs> but I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong on I should, that. Uh, so, I don't even know if I still have those videos on my YouTube channel somewhere. I should I should revisit those and see how they are. Well, we 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 had a ten minute episode yesterday, which would be, which was also our first ten minute episode. We should say, but it was unintentional. <laughs> we actually uh, went half an hour. And yeah, and I didn't record. I didn't record minutes. half of it, so it's always better to re- to come back a little bit later when we've had time to regather our thoughts. And of course, we yeah. went on. And we're talking about the Mandalorian, the new episode called "The Jedi." It's episode um, thirteen. Is that right? No. Oh boy. Yeah, episode thirteen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Episode thirteen of the Mandalorian, season two, uh, "The Jedi." And I have mixed feelings about this. Uh, we <laughs> talked about this briefly yesterday, and I'll try not to refer to yesterday's conversation too much, but I have to say that after kind of perusing the internet a little bit, it seems that the overall reaction is good. Most people really like this episode. Yeah, I yesterday when I talked to you about it, I was actually surprised, first of all, when you said, when you said oh, I sort of have mixed feelings about it, but then I'm glad we can actually record it today because um, I watched it again. Uh, and I watched, um, there's a, a YouTuber who I, I can't remember what it is now, but it pops up because I've watched it in the past. It pops up in my algorithm on uh-huh. YouTube. And so I watched this guy and he was kind of so-so on the whole thing. And then I listened uh, to someone else's podcast. And once again, I, I can't remember whose it was. It was like one of the many I listened to and they, they were gushing over it. Um, and while most of them were while one person... Had, uh, you know, the, the, uh, what I find is the people who loved the Clone Wars cartoon are a little bit more, uh, they, they want the Ahsoka from the cartoon is what they want. And oh. so I heard, yeah, I heard, I've heard some of that. I heard a little bit of that, but um, I've wa- having watched it again, I can say I, I really love the episode. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, and in I fact, mean- I, I almost want to watch it again today. Well, it, it, it's it's still a good episode. Don't get me wrong. I just I I my mixed feelings come from what this episode means for the rest of the series and for the Mandalorian as a, as a whole. Um, I, I uh, so for example, uh, and we were wrong again. I was wrong again. We got we got Ahsoka in this episode. This was the one. Uh, so you know, one episode delayed from when you thought it was going to be, but still, hey, he stopped. He stopped in. He saw his old friends for repairs, and he's off to whatever the planet is to to find Ahsoka Tano. And uh, and uh, hook her up with Baby Yoda or figure something out there. Like, and I, I forgot. See, I always thought that his his and they've they've referenced it a few times in the recaps this season. But I always thought his mission was to bring him back to his home planet. But they just told him to bring him back to the Jedi, right? That's what his mission is. 
is to find Baby Yoda a home, presumably with the Jedi. So that's what he's trying to do. And I completely well, forgot about that all season. I've completely forgot that that is his goal. He is going off the leads that only others have told him, though. Oh, yeah. So so he might very well ultimately end up returning him to exactly what you suggested. But uh, he's just following leads at this point, like yeah. from, from show to show. And it's even like, oh, I know a guy with Mandalorian armor uh, over there somewhere. So there's a lot of that going on. Some you know, leads know... have been better than others. Let's just say that. <laughs> Some of the leads have been kind of sketchy. Some well, involved yeah, the... telling him information he could have figured out on his own. The frog lady's lead, as it turned out, was pretty vague, as all, yeah. all things considered. Um, they were very a very nice couple, the frogs, but they, uh, they, <laughs> they, they fell short a little bit on the promise on their specific intel. Um, Correct. And I, and I think... Um, in this particular case, um, it was accurate intel. It was accurate intel. Oh, yes. I mean, this was... Uh, now, now um, so Bo-Katan um, told him to go to this city, to the city of... I'm blanking on the name. On this planet. And that's where he went. Now, what we ha- what happens is when, at the beginning of this episode, when we come come across the city that, that that she was talking about, it's a like a walled in town. It's like a fortress. Looks like Lower Fort Gary for anybody in Winnipeg <laughs> listening. Um, no, no, not really. Uh, but it's a fortress, and uh, this, and so he and again, I, I don't understand this whole idea of him. I mean, maybe it's ca- out of cautious. He parks way far away and like walks in. Um, maybe he's just not. You know, he doesn't want to leave his ship unprotected. Um, so then he does that, he walks in and he strikes a deal. But before that, we get a fun little scene with Ahsoka, um, kicking the crap out of some thugs, um, in the forest. That's just kind of this dead, it looks like a dead forest. And she's just running through there in the fog with her lightsabers and taking all these guys out. And it's a lot of fun, but honestly, I don't think it was really necessary for the plot of the show. Uh, they could have introduced Ahsoka to us. Later on, when Mando discovers her, not at this very beginning part, because they have this thing where she kicks, she kills all the guys who are in the forest after going after her, and then she kind of confronts the um, the the uh, again. I'm, I don't. Do you know her name? You've seen it a second time. What's the name of the woman who's the bad guy? I don't uh, know. She is the magistrate, the cruel magistrate, but there I don't remember. I don't recall her name. Right, her, and then and then Michael Bean, who's in this <laughs> one as well, uh, and he's her like I don't know. Enforcer, I don't know what he is. Her, her chief sure. of the guard. He's a he's a tough Bodyguard. guy. He's, he's got a tough voice. And he's he looks really weathered. I didn't recognize him at first, and um, so then so they got this thing where they, she kind of looks up at them in the wall and says, "You have one day to tell me what I want to know," and then she takes off again. Not necessary. Not necessary because she knows. Like she just like, anyway. Like, I'm getting ahead of myself. But so so that happens at the beginning, and I think it's probably. And you can tell me what you think, but I think the, that it's just a, hey, let's get Ahsoka on screen as soon as we possibly can in this episode, right? Yeah, when I when I watched it again yesterday, uh, I actually loved the scene a lot more than yeah. I did the first time because I was just so, the first time I was just so surprised at how quickly they showed us her. I, I did not expect, like, right off the top, we were going to, like, get right into it. And mm-hmm. I kind of liked that about Star Wars. I kind of liked that they... They um like they made us wait a whole movie to see Luke Skywalker, but they did not make <laughs> they did not make us uh, wait an entire um an entire episode to see her at the end, which I thought well, which I thought they were going to do. So in some ways, I appreciate. 
that they were like, oh, okay, we could have pulled a Luke on you, but we're not pulling a Luke on you. We're, we're here. She is, and look, look at her in action. Look how cool she is. And and I have to say, I thought yesterday when I watched it the second time, she was super cool. And and I was like, uh, yeah, I, I was more into what was happening. I think the first time I was just so shocked to see her. Well, technically, they did make us wait a full episode after mentioning her. Before we got to her, and this is episode five, and we've all known that she's going to be in this series anyway. We knew that like ahead of time that she's going to be it, and we're more than halfway through the season, and and she shows up in episode five of the season. So so there is that. So we did have to wait a little bit, but yeah, you're right. They they just kind of like boom, we get her in there, and again, it's a cool scene. I'm not saying it's a bad scene. It's fun. It's lots of great. Those two lightsabers look really cool. Like she's got white lightsabers, and honestly, Rosario Dawson looks looks like her. It looks like Ahsoka. Right, it's exactly like she would look like in real life. So she's she's great. Um, that whole sequence is awesome. Then then they uh, then Mando shows up with Baby Yoda, and we skipped over some parts. I don't want I don't want to forget some parts regarding Baby Yoda because this is a very important episode uh, for him. But uh, in the in the in the story, um, he meets the magistrate and her um, her second command there, Michael Bean. And after like walking through this town, which is clearly like very very like. Like, it's not evil, but it's like the town is like suffering. The town is, is you know, being ruled with an iron fist by this woman. And there's men ca caged before her gate with these electrical, like being shocked, tortured to death or whatever. I assume to death. Um, and the, all this. So it's just a bad situation for the town. Right. And he, he nobody's talking to him. And then he goes in there and then talks to her a little bit. And uh, she tries to hire him to kill Ahsoka Tano. Right, and she says it. She says, "I want to, I want to hire you to kill this person. You're a bounty hunter. I want to hire you. And here you go. Here's a spear, a uh, metal spear made of Beskar, which is apparently is the most valuable um, uh, substance in the Star Wars universe because people go crazy for it. Right? <laughs> this, this is well, what we've been taught this whole time. People go crazy for Beskar. And anyway." No, and there's not just a, the financial element. There's the element that you can protect yourself against a Jedi Knight with it. Right. Yeah. And, we discover that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole new thing as well. But I also like I like the let me make sure. Bong. And he bong. <laughs> and he hits his. He yeah. hits the thing. I like that. I like that test. It's like a I tuning fork because he's got to listen to it to make sure that it's right. It's the right right stuff. It's so, like taking a diamond and <laughs> and doing the old scratch. Ooh, yeah. look look at the di it's a real diamond and it's the same thing. I like that. I like the yeah. bong. Like like I've I've you know this is the this is it. This tells you whether like <laughs> there's no question as to whether whether that this is a forgery if it makes that noise. Exactly. And he knows, right? Because his whole armor is made out of it. So he knows yeah. exactly what it's like. So then they hire him. Well, they don't really hire him. He doesn't actually agree to kill her. He just, he just says, where do I find her? Right? So he, he leads them to believe that he's going to kill her. And then they, they send him off into the forest looking for Ahsoka. So, so like originally the, um, see, my question is when Bo-Katan tells him where she is, she doesn't mention anything about this conflict going on. And she says, you'll find her in the city, but he didn't. So I don't know, was Ahsoka in that city beforehand? Is there something going on there? It doesn't appear to be so. I'm just no, wondering how, how did Bo-Katan know she was going to be there is my question. Well, they're clearly in touch with one another. Uh, maybe, did she say she was on the planet or on her way she to said, the planet? She, she said, go to the city, this city and this planet. That's what she said. And that's mm -hmm. where he went. And that's the city that has the magistrate and all the people suffering. So, again, 
Like I just uh, like they would just like if they're in if they're in that close of contact, why wouldn't Bo-Katan just text Ahsoka and say, "Hey, there's a Mandalorian looking for you. Why don't you uh, give him a call or whatever?" Like like you know maybe that kind of stuff. That's not well, what they, happened. They have big fish to fry. Those Mandalorians. We learned <laughs> they've got lots. They got lots on their plate. Well, yeah, so they, yeah, he's very busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, and she's and she is sorry. Bo-Katan is 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 working on uh, getting her throne back. Right, she wants to be back on the throne of Mandalore. So that's right. Thing. So there's there's a lot there's a lot of j different chess pieces at play here, um, and uh, I think I mean the the story yesterday you you mentioned we'll talk about it some more. But you mentioned where you know what what is the focus of the show going to be mo moving forward, and we'll have yeah. that discussion. But it, but this uh, when I watched it again yesterday. The show continues to make an attempt, I think, to stay focused on our heroes, our two heroes, the Mandalorian and the baby, and the child. Oh, oh, who, whose name? Oh, are you, are, are you not calling him corner. Baby Yoda anymore? Are you not calling him Baby Yoda? Well, Is I don't this... want to yet because we haven't got to that part of the story. <laughs> So I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Well, everybody, anybody who's listening already knows. But so he goes off to find her. Um, they find each other. They have this awesome, like, two minutes uh, confused fight, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing that happens. It happens in comic books all the time and in the Marvel movies it happens as oh, well, yeah. where, like, two good guys fight each other for a few minutes because they don't know that they're all good guys. And, I mean, and, and lucky for him that his armor can repel a lightsaber. Otherwise, he'd be dead. Right. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Like, she comes right at him. Um, and then we learn that, and, and then she, she's like, oh, he's like, I'm here to talk to you. Bo-Katan sent me. And she's like, well, I hope it's about him. And she points yeah. over at Baby Yoda. And, and he actually says her name, though. He goes, Ahsoka Tano. Yes, yes, he does, yeah. And then, so that was cool, too. I yes. like that. I like the, I like the... Well, I, I think it was, the, it was the only way to get her to stop. But, I mean, why yeah. didn't he say it immediately? I don't know. Because we wouldn't have that cool, confusing fight. Um, so then, uh... Uh, what else? Oh, so then she has, I guess, a bit of a moment. Like, it's kind of cool. It, what it reminded me of. So there's a scene where they're sitting by the lantern, and she's, like, communing with, with Baby Yoda. She's somehow communicating. And I, it brought to mind a scene from Short Circuit, the movie Short Circuit, when um, the uh, the scientist is figuring out that the robot is intelligent. Do you remember that part? And they put yeah. the tomato soup on the napkin, and they're like, Look, yep. it's a it's a butterfly, um, and whatever. That that's what that reminded me. She's communing with Baby Yoda. She's trying to figure out if he's intelligent, and he is. And she learns his name. She learns his origin story. We get a little bit of a backstory of Baby Yoda. It's really really exciting stuff. I think that's what made everybody the most excited in this it's, episode. That's the biggest exciting. revolution. And poor little, we found out. Uh, so he's Grogu. Let's oh, say it. Yeah. Let's say the name. Gogurt. I mean, uh, Grogu. <laughs> yeah, he is Grogu, little baby Grogu, and and one and he of looks up every time you say his name. He's like, "What? Yes, hi." He yeah, knows. He is, knows his own it's name. So cute. Um, yeah. but it's interesting because he has baby Grogu has some PTSD because his it's all a blur about uh, uh, he was rescued by a Jedi from the temple, and presumably when Anakin Skywalker um, was killing everybody. Yes, I, I, and who was the Jedi? That rescued little Grogu. Who was it? I, I'd love to know. We, I mean, we saw. I mean, anything could have happened there, right? It could have been because we didn't see everything that Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda did. Well, when we they... also didn't see every temple. Like, like Anakin killed yeah. the kids in the main temple in Coruscant, Coruscant. Uh, yeah. But he, um, you know, there's temples all over the place. And, and he was on the. They they clarified though that Grogu was in Cor on Coruscant. Oh, was he? Okay, yes, I, I yes. forgot about that part. Okay, I, cool. Yeah, they do say that. 
So okay. he was there. He, I think that's what they're getting at. He was there for the, or he was either taken away just before, or he was taken away during um, that massacre. So if if somebody took him before, that implies a number of. Th- I mean, what I, one of the things that I most want to know, and maybe, and I think we may get ourselves a flashback of this. Thing oh, I'm happening. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. But who do you think? Like, I, well, okay, Mace Windu. <laughs> I, I'm I like rolling my up. eyes, listeners. I'm rolling my eyes because Kenton will not give up on the fact that he thinks Mace Windu is still alive. Yeah, of course he is. We're gonna see him again. <laughs> Maybe not in the Mandalorian, but we're. Where gonna, has he so, been this whole time? Is my question. Um, and then, uh, no, I mean, I don't. It's so hard to think. Like, I, I would rather it be a Jedi we don't know about. I would rather it be somebody new. Right, a new character that can be a Jedi because we have a handful of Jedi still in this in this time period when we're after uh, Return of the Jedi. I guess we have Ahsoka. Um, and by the way, what's she been up to this whole time? I'm sure, and I know we've talked about like there's going to be an Ahsoka. There may be an Ahsoka um, series. I don't think they've confirmed that yet, but that can cover all that, right? Of everything that she's been up to since Rebels. Uh, when last we saw her in Rebels, she was off to find Ezra. Was it Ezra or, or Thrawn? She's off to find Ezra, right? Ezra disappeared. Well, they, the two of them were one and the same, essentially. Yes, her, they were... her and Sabine were, were looking for Ezra. Um, but uh, that's that's still like, what, five, six years? Like that's no, 10 years maybe yeah. since uh, since before uh, the first film. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the question mark, right? Where's she been? But uh, I would rather be a, a Jedi that we don't know who it is and they're just introducing this person. And, that, and then when he runs into that person... So, okay, so what she tells him, well, okay, we're skipping ahead. Sorry, but I'm who getting survi- all the Who survives the Jedi Temple Purge? There's a, there who, aren't, there but who aren't... survives Order, more importantly, who survives Order 66? Right, that's right. the, that's the, because the, that doesn't happen at the same time. Or, Order 66 or is after that. who knows about it, who knows about it in advance, and that the answer would be only a bad guy would know about it in advance. He could have been taken away by a bad Jedi, possible oh like dooku or something like that it oh, could, dooku it, was, yeah 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 oh, dooku well was whoever dead, but... I, i'm not sure who's running around at that point but i mean <laughs> i think okay. for instance i we, i don't believe we ever see the fate of yaddle we, and yaddle this could be yaddle's baby we know that yoda is okay at at the end of uh order 66 and we know that obi-wan kenobi's okay <gasps> oh this could be the child of yoda it really could be the it's child possible. of yoda it's possible yeah i guess possible. so eh okay so, but but we don't see that on screen. So we're only once again we're just guessing at this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, um, so then they have their conversation about it, and yeah, he does have PTSD. He won't like use the force on command. She tries to get him to pick up a rock and and pass it to her, and then Mando gets him to grab the little knob from the lever that he likes so much that he took off earlier in the episode, and and it was like. You can see that his force abilities are developing because it's not just lifting something up. It's like actually twisting it. So he's got to do a little bit more to get that knob off. And um, and he does that. He does take the knob and, and you know, uh, floats it over to himself using the force. And so she comments on their bond and, and that he has such a strong bond with Mando that she can't train him. That's kind of her line. But I think I just think she doesn't want to train anybody. Like, I, I really think that Ahsoka is like done with the whole with the whole well, Jedi thing. Right? That's right. She's rejected it. Uh, she's, I believe, she's even said it. I haven't even watched that many episodes. She, she of has no. She does at the end. I mean, at the yeah. end of uh, the Clone Wars series, it's very clear that she's mm-hmm. done. She goes off and 
does whatever. And that even comes up again in Rebels, I believe, that, that yeah. she's just so, like, just upset with the whole Jedi order for what happened that she's kind of, she's kind of renounced the whole thing. So, yeah. um, and, and, so that's why she doesn't want to, she wrote, she references Anakin again by saying, I've seen what happens. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. true. She did reference that. Yeah. And then she also says that she has only ever known one creature, one other creature, like, like, uh, Grogu, uh, and that's Yoda. So she mentions that's Yoda great. again. So that was nice to see Yoda. I was just sitting there waiting for her to say Yoda. Like, I was just, please, somebody just say Yoda in this series. Him. We know she knows him. Yes, so exactly. Like, if you don't say that, there's something wrong. And so I'm glad, like, sometimes Star Wars will take something that you're like, this needs to happen here because we know this. And then so, and it just lets it go. And I was like, no, don't do it. And they did it. And I was like, good, because that is what you would say. I've, if you've only ever seen one and if you've only, and that person happened to be, or that, what is Yoda, creature, person? If if uh, he's a he's a he's a being, that being. If you've only ever seen one being, one human being. Remember Jabba, you're a great human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, or whatever. So 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 uh, uh, who knows? But um, but uh, if you've only ever seen one before, and that happened to be the world's or the world's the universe's most powerful Jedi, you're gonna name drop. Oh, for you, sure. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not gonna sit on that. <laughs> yeah, even if Mando no, has no idea what she's talking about, so they 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 you know they have a brief conversation. He's trying to convince her to take him to take him on, and it, it immediately becomes about training him in the Force. I thought that was interesting that it's not about like like he doesn't really understand what the Force is or anything, but mm. she is like she knows that she, it's if she were still a Jedi, uh, you know, under the old ways, it would be her duty to train him in the Force to train um, Grogu in the Force. And uh, so Mando tries to convince her to do it. And he says, I will help you. I'll help you with whatever it is you're doing. That's what he does, right? This is, And even my son Jack pointed this out to me the other day. He's like, have you noticed the formula of him stopping at a planet, helping somebody, and then leaving a planet? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the littlest hobo. It's the same thing. He's the littlest hobo of Star Wars. And, uh, oh, Kung he, Fu. He's Kung Fu. Oh, Come Kung, on. Give him Kung some Fu. credit. <laughs> well, I grew, I grew up with the littlest hobo, Kenton. I know, I know, kung fu is more uh, your era, but for me, it was the little. It was a dog <laughs> that helped well, everybody. How about, how about the fugitive? How about the Incredible <laughs> Hulk? How about the Incredible Hulk? That was there Bruce Banner wandering from town to town, and some and sometimes, and they're chased by a dogged reporter. That's and, right. And, and, Yes. And the reporter would show up after the town was destroyed and go, did you happen to see who did this? And they'd go like this big green creature. And he'd go like, no, I missed him. Kind of thing. Like he, he's sort of always on the trail. And, and so there's a little bit of that going on here. Well, it's, 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 it's very old school TV is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like it is, it is a TV thing that, that used to happen all the time. Um, and I love so that, it. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Okay it's fine. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and fine. Because the there is still. Your son needs a good dose of 70s TV viewing that he's not getting anywhere else. And this is giving him that. Well, yeah, he again, he's never watched a TV show that has done this, I don't think. Like every yeah. every show he watches has an ongoing storyline that you have to watch every single episode to know what's going on. Uh, uh, so he offers to help Ahsoka and then they and it's cool kind of they're, they're like talking about it they're like a Jedi and a Mandalorian together they'll never see it coming and like yeah they're gonna take on this these people in this and in um the magistrate and her guy Michael Bean and and they're gonna you know find out whatever it is that Ahsoka wants to know we don't know yet right we find out later on and so they they I know behind the scenes obviously they formulate their plan and they attack the town and, on, and I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again. I, the whole scene, although it was very cool, lots of great fighting and killing people and stuff like that, I didn't believe that our, our characters, our main characters were in danger for a second throughout any of that. 
Um, it was all very easy for them, I think. And Mando didn't really have to do much other than to sit there and wait it out while Ahsoka battled the magistrate in the courtyard um, inside the inner circle, inside the inner wall. Uh, the magistrate had her pole, her Beskar pole or spear, I guess, because it had a point. And that, because that metal is resistant to Jedi um, lightsabers, uh, it it works. It works as a weapon in that fight, and it was a good fight. It was fine. It was like, and she even kind of bested Ahsoka a little bit. She was able to disarm one of her lightsabers, and uh, that kind of thing. But in the end, Ahsoka was victorious. And then we just see Michael Bean sit there and try to fake out. Mando and be unsuccessful. I feel like Michael Bean was wasted in this episode. I don't think we saw the best that we could see with him. I enjoy him no matter what he does. And uh, of course, I'm sorry to see him, uh, his time on the Mandalorian end so quickly. But I liked, and particularly when I watched it again yesterday, it became uh, pretty, like yesterday when we talked about it, uh, you pointed out rightfully so, this whole thing is samurai. It's, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's Akira It's a seven Kurosawa. samurai. It's a Kira Kurosawa. Absolutely. It's Kill it Bill. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, more so than other episodes. Like other episodes yeah. has been more themed towards westerns, yeah. towards like uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that kind of stuff. That's what it felt yeah. like. This is Kurosawa, which did in turn inspire westerns, but yeah. uh, it is a very different genre well, um, of film. And when you watch it the second time, the part that I didn't really occur to me at the time though was we do we get our we get our duel in on Main Street at the same time we get our Kurosawa. Two Shogun warriors uh, behind the behind the wall. I love that you can hear it. I love Michael Bean's like sounds like your side one, <laughs> based on what he hears and like uh, and kind of the uh, the repartee between Mando and Michael Bean. And they, and they both kind of get what's going on. They both they both sort of are like yeah, they're both hardened veterans of this kind of stuff. And so I, I I got a kick out of that more than anything. I didn't. I agree with you though. I I I never thought that they'd be in trouble. Although there's something that drives me crazy, and I might as well mention it now because uh, Mando uh, is like he's back at the ship. Little 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 Grogu. Yeah. I, I leave yeah. him at the ship so often that it's only a matter of time until he's kidnapped by by the people the army I know is after him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, like how does he know? Yeah. And it's so far away. Like, he yeah. can't possibly get to him fast enough. I mean, this happened last episode where he did have to book it back to yeah. the ship to get him. But or uh, was he still at the school? He was still at the, the school. school. Yeah, that, that time. Yeah. So, so, but he had to book it back there with his rocket pack to get him. And I'm like, so what, why would you do that again? Why would you leave him alone again? That's right? the part. That's the danger I feel when I'm watching these shows. I'm like, okay, where is he now? Like, where did you put him? <laughs> like, where did you like? You're the worst babysitter ever because you're no always kidding. making the same mistake over and over and over. So what do you? So I agree with you that there was no element of danger among. Although I did, I did for a moment go oh, when the robot came over the the droid yeah, came that was over cool. the roof. Well, then it's just a quick shot to the gets head. Gets him with one done. shot. That was good fun. But now, I, I got to say, although I did like the design of the uniforms of all the, the soldiers or whatever, and they had these kind of cool voices, like the like weird voices. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, if that was because of their masks or if there were aliens underneath those masks. So those guys, although they looked cool, were pretty useless. They're pretty much like stormtroopers killed. They're just cannon fodder. The robots, which were supposed to be these deadly robots, didn't really turn out to be that at all. Um, I liked when that one robot did kind of the over the somersault <laughs> to get up on the roof. He's yeah. like, whoop de doo <laughs> he yeah. like He's like a gymnastic robot. Um, anyway, so there, there was that. One other thing. 
and before before we get to past this, and that is my second favorite sound design of the uh, of the episode. The first one was bong with the best guard. <laughs> yes. The second one was she cuts the bell in half. Bong bong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it had, cool. There was great chimes in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, that, that, and then then again, she defeats uh, the magistrate. And and then Mando shoots the other guy, and so they win. They they free the town. Although and we don't know what happened. Actually, we don't know what happened. Did she kill the magistrate? We don't know. Did they show it? They didn't show it. She asked her. So the basically, she's like, "Tell me what I want to know. Tell me where Grand Admiral Thrawn is." That's the information she's looking for, right? Wow. She's looking for Thrawn. Does she kill her afterwards? Though we don't know. Did we see it? Well, you've seen it twice. You tell me. I I thought I saw it, but guess what? I was probably just into the story. <laughs> I don't think we I, do. I have to, I'll rewatch it, but I don't think we I do see her kill I the saw, person. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, we just... You've, uh, you've caused me to question the very thing that I saw. I, I'm I, sorry. Uh, at this point, you'd think that I would... But you know what the, the problem is? Every time I watch it, I'm so blown away by, by, by the story that's going on that I do make... Your mind makes assumptions about what you believe happened. And so I'm thinking yeah. about Michael Bean going, well, it looks like your side won. I, I think I, I could swear we see her defeated, like killed. Well, I know she's know. defeated, but I then then Ahsoka asks her where, where Thrawn yeah. is, and I believe we cut away uh, from there, and we don't see what happens. We don't find out where Thrawn is, like we don't. Uh, we don't know if she tells her where Thrawn is, and we don't see if she kills her. I don't think so, but I mean, someone can yeah. can oh, call true. me out if I'm wrong. So the, then uh, then we see them, and then we see the town celebrating. The one oh. guy that he talked to before is apparently the leader because he gets a nice jacket. Um, so he's the leader of the town. And he's restored to his former glory. And, and here's uh, my beef. I have one beef oh, of this okay. episode. Uh, and it's perfectly in keeping with Star Wars. And it's the very lame celebration at the end of defeating somebody. And uh, the, the worst <laughs> oh. one. The pod race is the worst, absolute worst celebration in Star Wars. Okay. Um, there, there's many celebrations in Star Wars, but that is the worst one. Um, and I thought the little townsfolk in the distance kind of holding signs up going, hey, hey, hey. like, I thought that was a little <laughs> underwhelming. But the, but the music was kind of cool. It was it like was this, this this adaptation of the Mandalorian theme song. Yes. And I, again, I don't know if they were playing that or if it was just in the background. <laughs> I don't think they were playing it. But anyway, it was it was, it was was cool to hear a different arrangement of that song. Yeah. Um, so that was neat. And then he has to, so then he has to go back and get Grogu. He has to go back to the ship, pick up Baby Yoda, bring him back. Like, come on, man. Um, so then, uh, and he's trying to, again, he still thinks that Ahsoka is going to take him on as an apprentice. She still says no, says he can't, she can't do it. They're too closely bonded or some bullshit. Um, and then tells him to go to a Jedi temple that has a special place, uh, and to put Grogu on the thingy on the, on the, I assume it's going to be some sort of pedestal. On the, <laughs> I think she says that. I think she says, it, I think, uh, after seeing it the second time, she does say, Maybe she doesn't say pedestal. She has a word that she uses that implies... It's something. It's going to be yeah. something. I know. I can already envision it in my mind. It's going to be something. He's going to put Baby Yoda on it. And then that will, I guess, send out his... Um, he has to choose it, his path. Well, the, yes. and then But then it, it'll allow other Jedi to sense him. And if yeah. a Jedi senses him that wants to train him, he'll show up. So it's kind of like a matchmaker. It's like a Tinder for Jedi masters and <laughs> apprentices, maybe. He's got to swipe right. Um, so then... Uh, so who's, uh, who's, so who's going to show up? Who's gonna, I don't know. Who do you, I don't know. That's you the question. You do know. Come on, say it. It's not, it's not going to be Luke. It's not going to be is. Luke. 
No, I don't think it will be. It sure as hell will be. He might not <laughs> say anything, and he might. Uh, we might only see him from a distance. But I think Luke Skywalker is the man. You think so? I see. I thought when she was describing this, I assumed it was going to be a Force ghost. I thought we were going to get like could a Qui Gon. We could get Yoda. a Mace Windu. We could get a Mace Windu Force ghost. That'd be cool. A Yoda Force ghost. Would but be he's really alive, cool. Dan. Mace Windu. Why would you get a Force ghost <laughs> if if the live guy can just show up? <laughs> his face is all scarred. You know, his face yeah, is all. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. one eyeball. <laughs> got an eye okay. patch. So that that brings us to a close. So then he then we presume he's going to go off, and we've got three more episodes, and we'll see where this ends up taking him. Now here's my fundamental problem. Again, entertaining episode, it's fine. My fundamental problem with this is that this is Dave Filoni, and it is uh, written and directed by Dave Filoni. This is him bringing his characters from his other shows to life, um, and it's something that that you've been kind of you've you've expressed that you don't want that to happen in the past. As far as like bringing all these other shows into the Mandalorian, we don't need that to happen. It's been a great show on its own until now. We haven't had that happen, um, so now I'm just worried that we're going to keep seeing like Ezra and Sabine and that guy that that um, who's that guy who that sneaky like crooked guy with the weird head. He's got kind of armor plating, and he's got an accent. He's like, hey, he's not not Watto, but he's kind of like Watto in that he's like this scummy guy. Do you remember that guy? Go ahead and talk. I'll look him up. I'll look the him up. The Inquisitor guy? Is it the not Inquisitor the guy? No, I'll, I'll look it up. It's certainly not Dexter Jetster. <laughs> no, it's not. What do you, but what do you think? Do you think like that we're going to see all those characters or what? Well, this is what I think. Okay, so yes, I, I have expressed hesitation about that in the past. And what what I always said was, and I, uh, I don't mind these characters. I, I thought Bo-Katan was great. I thought uh, Ahsoka was great. I have no problem with those characters showing up as long as the main focus of the show continues to be the Mandalorian and Grogu. As long as as long as though as that's who we're dealing with and focused on, I think it's quite all right. Something else occurred to me yesterday when I was watching the show, and uh, it's that uh, Star the Star Wars sequels. I, I I know they're episodes seven, eight, and nine, the recent sequels. I almost think they should have been. Um, 10, 11, and 12. And what we're seeing here is some of the unexplored stuff that happens between Return of the Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens. And it, what what's really unfolding is a different Star Wars trilogy, is another Star Wars trilogy, if for a lack of a better... It's not a trilogy, but, but a trilogy, you know, in it, by any other name. Um, and it's exploring the time period that we have not seen explored before. And I think it's I think it's setting up a lot. It's setting up Boba Fett. It's setting up Ahsoka. It's setting up uh, Corn on the Cob uh, in a Tatooine. It's setting up a lot of different stories um, that that have potential. We now we've got a Grand Admiral Thrawn in play. Like there is a lot going on. I think we will quite likely see Sabine. I don't think Ezra. I think Ezra is for some other series. I, I just and yesterday I said to you I think Jason Schwartzman has enough work. So I don't. <laughs> I don't think that we're going to see Jason Schwartzman show. Hi, hey everybody, it's me, Ezra. Like, hey, how's it going? Uh, it wow. is. Uh, by the way, the name of that character is Hondo. I was thinking of Hondo. Oh, uh, Hondo yeah, yeah. Onaka, who, by the way, is voiced by Jim Cummings, who's the same guy who does Winnie the Pooh. Oh. So go figure. I don't think. I mean, it's quite possible we will see 
And if we do, that would be last episode. So I think we're going to get a battle in the last episode or second last, perhaps. I think the Dark Saber's in play. So we're going to see something uh, involving that. I think we might see Moff Gideon reporting into Thrawn. That could be cool. Um, Who's going to play Thrawn? Um, yesterday, did I say yesterday? No. I said, I said, uh, or I was thinking, if, even if I didn't say it, but I think he's too old now. Maybe, but maybe not, depending on the makeup. And that's, I thought, Robert Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> well, he doesn't really, I think, I don't think anymore. I think when he was a Terminator, in Terminator fighting shape, I think that would have been pro- maybe perfect. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think who looks. Uh, well, Lars Mikkelsen does oh. the voice. Yeah. Uh, they he could he look kind of yeah. looks he could they could give him makeup. He's 56, so he's about the right age. And that's good. They could do that. Yeah, they could make yeah. him the guy. He doesn't look too much like Mads. No. Nope. Um. Uh. And of course, Mads is already Mads Mikkelsen is already a character in Star Wars. He can't be a different character, so it couldn't be him. Um. So there you go. That could that could be the case. Lars yeah, Mikkelsen. I think we'll see, like, but don't forget, the other thing that I that I just couldn't stop thinking watching that episode was, they're going to do an Ahsoka spinoff. I mean, I, it's almost, I, I think um, I think it's practically a certainty at this point when you just yeah. watch. And I think, okay, so if they do that, then I think that becomes, that show becomes that other stuff. That show becomes oh, okay. the, the, because that was, that's always been Thrawn and um, Thrawn and Ezra and that and the crew the rebels crew and that whole thing i i, I think that would explore that in, um from a greater universe perspective i think no matter and i'm that i think the reason i'm okay with these characters coming into the mandalorian is because the mandalorian has earned our trust in terms of the quality of a sh- of the show it is and so i trust um that uh john favreau and uh, dave filoni know what they're doing and continue the focus on the thing that they always intended to focus on was, which is the title character and the baby. And I think as long as that remains the focus, then the, then the story continues to hold up a friend. actually, a friend of mine yesterday texted me from Texas and he said, uh, he's like, they should have just given the, uh, the, the sequel trilogy to Favreau because he gets it. He gets Star Wars better than J.J. Right. Abrams does. And we, we we should just tank all those sequels. And my friend hates those sequels. And he's like, he was he actually was at the point where he was like, the only time you can see Star Wars is when you're nine years old. Because as you get older, it just gets worse or whatever. And and suddenly what the, what's happened is The Mandalorian has brought him in. Brought him back in. Well, that's good think, to hear. Yeah, but I do think The Mandalorian is better it's more on strategy for Star Wars than what the sequels were. Now, how do you think someone? You know, there's the other thing about the Mandalorian is that it's incredibly popular, almost as popular as the movies, and I would say maybe, maybe more more popular than the movies. Uh, certainly, the more popular than the sequel trilogy, the latest trilogy. So, what do you think about people who are coming into this having not seen? any of the other stuff they don't know who thrawn is they don't really know who soka is they don't know any of this stuff does this still work in that respect i think it works better in some ways i think okay. it works better because the clone wars fans that i'm hearing uh the gripes i'm hearing from the existing i shouldn't say gripes because it's pretty light all told but the uh, complaints the whatever the criticisms um the clone wars fans wanted the person who plays the voice of ahsoka to play her in real life so there's a little bit of that there's a little bit of um, there's a little bit of expectations around what the Clone Wars series and Rebel series meant 
to folks who are really into them, and I think their expectations mean that they will only be disappointed by the live-action version of what we're seeing. Um, but I thought, like, I, you know, we've talked about this, but I'm not as big a fan of the animated stuff as I am of live action. And yesterday, I got more out of that Ahsoka yesterday than I have out of any, uh, a million cartoons. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it has it has more meaning if it's live action, right? Yeah. For me, anyway. Like, I, I, I appreciate animation. I like animated movies and TV shows, but it seems more real when it's real life. It's just yeah. the way it is. So, yeah, and yeah for sure. I, I thought yesterday watching it, I thought Ahsoka was cool. I thought she was age appropriate. I thought that the... Um, the uh, she has a look in the cartoons that could look really bad brought to life. It could really have gone wrong, right? Like it could have been like an absolute design disaster that we saw, mm. where we're like, "What? What's that on her head? A pillow? Like what's what's <laughs> like, uh, like I like I kept thinking, okay, whatever. You can nitpick the look of the live action Ahsoka, but I was I thought it could go very very wrong. So I'm 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 complete. I'm not just satisfied. It brought it pulled me into that to the Filoni verse more than uh, <laughs> oh no Please, more than not, a lot let's of let's not call it that. I'd rather it be the Favreau verse. Let's call it the Favreau verse because Favreau is responsible for this show, and yeah, he brought Dave Filoni in to help him, of course, because Filoni had done so much other Star Wars stuff. But this the show wouldn't be what it is without John Favreau, right? Um, no, but it, and yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm not as worried as as I was maybe when I watched it last night. Um, I th I think you're probably right about that. What I also like is that they're not like I feel like. Hey, so this could be the way they're bringing these characters in. They bring Ahsoka in for one episode. We might see her again. We probably won't this season. I'm I'm thinking like I think we won't bring her back again until another maybe, season. Maybe in the finale of this season. Maybe. Well, if she's looking for Thrawn, and then yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know how that would happen. There's a like, lot. There's a lot in play. Yeah. They have some she's, got a, she's looking for Thrawn. The other Mandalorians are looking for Gideon. Yeah. Um, presumably, we're going to, we're right now assuming that Gideon works for Thrawn, which, but I mean, Gideon's got a lot of Thrawn like qualities. He's, he's very much, he's very similar. In fact, if, he, if, if Giancarlo Esposito wasn't playing Gideon, I'd say play, get him to play Thrawn because he's really good and he'd be great as Thrawn. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I, I guess that, and they're, they're not trying to, like, think about when in the Marvel movies, especially like ones like the Age of Ultron, when they tried to cram too much world building into it, right? And they got like bogged down in the details. They're trying to set up all these other movies. Same thing that happened to the DC universe with like Justice League and all that stuff. They got, they're trying to, Batman versus Superman, they're trying to cram too much crap into one movie. They didn't do that here. They We see Ahsoka, but there's no backstory as to what's happened. We have no idea what's happened to her since the last time, which is fine for those who don't know who she is, and it's fine for those who do know who she is. It works both ways. So, yeah, I, I, I'm overall, I, you've, you've made me feel better, Kenton. Thank you. <laughs> you've, you've assuaged well, my fears well, uh, um, about this uh, series going forward. I uh, Here, let me lay out this. Uh, what could have happened at the end of this uh, episode of The Mandalorian. I was thinking about this. I was like, how could they have ruined this at the end? And I thought and I thought of it. I thought of a way they could have wrecked this whole episode. Are you ready? All right. An X-Wing lands right at the very end on the planet where Mandalorian was. So we know that they've been chasing him and they're just, they're just one step behind. Is this they Kim's land. Convenience? What's that? Is this yes. Kim's Convenience? Okay. Two, two X-Wings land. Okay. Kim's convenience. Oh, it opens up, and Kim's convenience is like, was he here? And then the other X-wing opens up, and it's uh, Dave Filoni, X-wing pilot, and he goes, he goes, damn it, we're always one step behind. 
and he and he and he turns and he lifts his visor and he turns to the camera and he winks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's like the reporter in the Hulk, right? Yeah. He's always chasing after the Hulk. He's always chasing after Mando and Baby Yoda to find them. Um, no, I mean, obviously they're not going to do that. I thought obviously a, a way they could have ruined it is to have like Ahsoka say, oh, let me call my friends. And they, they get like Sabine and, and the ghost and everybody from that show shows up and say, okay, yeah, we'll take baby Yoda. And then they go off together and that's the end of it. That would be a horrible ending uh, to all this. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so, uh, they, I think they've actually walked through the minefield pretty well this uh this season so far and I, I can't wait for the last three episodes i think who do we still have who hasn't directed roberto rodriguez is doing one of them oh yeah so oh yeah which one does he get and well, and, I, and who's shooting who <laughs> robert rodriguez he has such a variety of different kinds of movies that he could basically do anything i've i have complete confidence in him he made the spy kids movies uh which are completely different from anything else he's ever done he just made those for his kids um so yeah, that, that's true. That's coming up. Uh, Favreau has directed one of these, right? Yeah. How about Rick? Rick, um, what's his name again? Rick. Um, oh, oh yeah, the guy who did the heist episode. He's he's our well, favorite director. From oh, last he was so season. good. That was such a good episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did he did the two best yeah. episodes last season. Oh, again, I, I love those. Fujiyama, Fujiyama, something like that. Fukuyama. Yeah, I think that's right. Something Fuji like that. Yeah, but forgive um, me for not remembering because you yeah. directed my favorite episodes, and um, I think I don't think. Um, Taika Waititi is returning to do one this season. I don't believe he's doing an episode. Oh, no. So, um, I think... So, that's two. Who's doing the third? Is Deborah Chow got one? I don't know. Let me look. She might still... She might have one. But I think she's she's in pre-production for Obi-Wan. Oh, is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if she... I don't know if that prohibited her from from doing it. Oh, it doesn't say the director. It just says the writer. So the next one is written by John Favreau. John Favreau has written almost all the episodes. Actually, he has. Mm -hmm. He's written all the episodes except for this past episode. This was, was Dave Filoni. Right. Everything else was John Favreau. John Favreau has got the next one. And then episode uh, seven of this season, episode 15 overall, it says Rick Famuyiwa is the oh. writer. So presumably he's also the director. I would think Ooh, that's probably that's the That's going to be good. That's the second to last episode, uh, which is all almost always like one of the best episodes of any series. The, the yeah. penultimate episodes are always great. Um, so, and then the, the the final episode will be John Favreau again. It says written by John Favreau. So Ooh, he's really so taken a lot on. Like he's done more yeah. writing. Oh no, wait. Season one, he wrote one, two, three, four, five. Six. He wrote six of the episodes. Filoni had one. Hey, Filoni did chapter five last time too. Yeah. Chapter five was like the worst one last season. That was the worst was it? episode. It was the gunslinger. It was the one where he he like he uh there's that poor man's uh bounty hunter on Tatooine. Remember that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> like that guy and and uh it's got the uh, um, guy, yeah. uh Jake Jake Cannavale. Yeah uh, Bobby Cannavale's son that says right here. Uh so that's yep. the episode. That was and the one with uh Ming Now Wen who and she dies, so there's like she's just wasted in that one. Well, um, uh, there's I still like a lot of that episode, and I think it's kind of turned into a running Star Wars joke. The Carnavale character is that his yeah. name? Carnavale? 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think so, I think uh, it's become a Star Wars joke that um, that guy's nobody's favorite character, but it's it's almost kind of endearing, and it's uh, it's like Arthur Fonzarelli hanging out at the <laughs> cantina. <laughs> so, 
here's what I think. Now, based on the fact that Favreau's already directed one, and Rick Famuyiwa, F-A-M-U-Y, Famuyiwa? I don't know how to say it. Rick Famuyiwa is doing uh, episode 15. So there's two episodes. We don't know the directors. I'm going to guess that we have. We've already had Bryce Dallas Howard back. Yeah. Um, we could have Deborah Chow, but again, she did two episodes last season, so she might not be available, as you say. And if Taika Waititi's out, then that's then we might have a repeat. Somebody yeah. else, so it might be Favreau doing another one. He, he might do the beginning and the end. Maybe. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's still, I mean, they're all doing really, even Carl Weathers did a great job of oh directing that episode. Like, who knew that he could direct, right? So it's really good. Give me a break. That was a great episode. Yeah, it's all been, overall, I've been very yeah. much, like, this season has been, better i think than season one it's in so a lot hard. of ways i almost can't uh, i need to watch it once again from the beginning of season one all the way through because it's be because the show has become the tone and the planets and the it's all become a little bit different this season but not uh it's not taking us too far away from the original tone but just enough that we're seeing like we're seeing growth in this show from episode to episode so we're still at a point and i always say like a show starts to become worse when you know what it's about and mm -hmm. and i still kind of look at the mandalorian and go what is it about like how we don't know we don't yeah. know like honestly we don't know enough about about baby yoda we don't yeah. know enough about amando i'm just reading this it's funny this is the wikipedia page on it and it says uh the child colloquially known as baby yoda by audience members i'm like yes we do we do call him baby yoda but now i think i'm gonna start i'm gonna try calling him uh, grogu oh you know what'd be cool is that they got werner herzog to come back and direct an episode that'd be awesome he could do that. They should never have killed Werner Herzog's character because he was too so good. Or maybe Nick Nolte could come in and direct an episode. Oh, I think I think Nick Nolte literally phoned in that voice. But oh, but yeah. um, but I love the fact. But it was great. I love that character. That was to me the biggest loss. Maybe oh, but IG Eleven got killed too. So right. I think uh, those were two giant losses in season one of Mandal Mandalorian, and I would have found it hard to say goodbye to either one. I probably would have let the little Nick Nolte Ugnaught uh, uh, live on, probably, if I was directing. Now, we did, so you, you just pointed out, we did lose a number of characters in, in season one. Uh, do you think anybody's going to die this season um, from the characters we already know? Probably. Any predictions? Uh, oh, I gotta think. How do you? I don't know. I gotta think about. This. I would say it's possible Cara Dune could die. Um, yeah. they could give her like a really honorable death. She could sacrifice herself to save Baby Yoda or something like that. Like, that, that's a possibility. Um, I don't know. The fish guy, Horatio Sanz's character. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope no, he dies. I don't like he, him. Oh no, he's comic <laughs> relief for the entire series. You know he's gonna show up again. Let me guess. Um, Mando will run into him running away with all of uh, uh, all of Carl Weathers' money or something. There's going to be something like that. Oh, uh, you know, I was just going to say Ahsoka could die, but no, that's not going to happen no. if they're going to do a series. There's there's no way. I don't think um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any other guesses based on what I've seen, but I'll, I'll think about it before next week. Maybe we can come back next week and figure something out. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough Although one. I shouldn't make any more predictions because I've been very, very bad at them. I'm None of my predictions are coming true, so whatever. I personally don't think we're going to um, – I don't know if we're going to see any – like the Jedi showing up when uh, Grogu chooses his path at the top of the mountain. Um, that might – like if I were doing this show, I would give serious consideration to Grogu deciding he's no Jedi. He's hanging out with the Mandalorian forever. That's his choice. 
That could be. Well, he doesn't seem to like, other than using the force to steal cookies, he doesn't seem to like using it. <laughs> and he, he uses it in the case of emergencies, like, you know, to to heal Carl Weathers or to uh, lift up a, a, a uh, the horn beast or whatever the hell that thing was called. Like, he uses it when he needs to, but he doesn't yeah. like using it. He doesn't appear to want to use it uh, on command anyway. So, yeah, you're right. He could just want to be uh, hanging out with Mando the whole time. And honestly, I would not have a problem with that. I think that would be fun. This is you what know? I this is what I don't want to see because I'll cry like a baby, and that is Mando saying goodbye to him and taking off his helmet so so little baby Grogu can see his face without the helmet on as they say goodbye. Oh my God! Don't do that to us, Mandalorian. <laughs> I can't well, take well, but or if you're gonna do it to us, do it in the last episode of this season, so at the very least we can go. Well, he'll see him again next season. <laughs> right. Give, yeah. Don't don't give us an ET. With a, don't give yeah. us an ET. We have an ET. I'll be right here. Da, na, 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 na. I think that's gonna do it. Anything else? That's delightful. I think we I think we uh, talked. Out, I think th- we probably did a better job the day, the day after than we would have the day. Yeah, Although I, I still so. can't remember if we saw. Do you want me to do? Do you just want me to go ask if we saw that character die? Do you want me to do that? No, quick? don't worry about it. Let's okay, leave right. it. Out. Let's leave it. To the, the listeners can correct us. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't feel like doing I, it. I'm gonna go back right. tonight and look, and I'm gonna feel like an idiot no matter what I see. That's the problem. <laughs> so so don't call me that because I already am one. I called myself that. I'm owning it. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? <laughs>